Hello, this is the podcast from the international research platform SIM, with reports and interviews from across the world on the role music can play in social and community programs. I am Lucas Perron. I'm joined by Jeff Baker, who is professor of music at Royal Holloway, University of London, and also he's also founding board member of SIM. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Lucas. So, um, next week you're going to to give a keynote speech at the, the on the 12th of January um, at the beginning of the symposium this year <clears throat> online. Um, And so I don't want you to uh, to tell us what you're going to tell uh, us all um, during your keynote speech, of course. But uh, I see that the title of the the keynote, "Rethinking Social Action Through Music," is is uh, also the title of a new book which is coming out uh, on on your research in uh, Medellin, in Colombia. Can you tell a little bit about your recent work uh, over there? Yes, sure. So that's right. Um, I, I've been interested in the city of Medellin in Colombia uh, since 2012, when I first visited the city briefly. And um, on that visit, I, I went to um, a, a music education program uh, called the Red Escuela de Musica de Medellin, or the Network of Music Schools of Medellin. Um, and it caught my attention, along with a lot of other cultural programs in the city. But this sort of um, sowed the seed of an idea, um, a desire to go back um, and to learn more. And eventually, uh, four years later, in 2016, I was able to go back for a couple of weeks with um, an idea in my mind of a research project. And I went uh, to go and talk to the director of the Then the network at that time and see if there were possibilities for doing this research and she was very uh, welcoming very very open to the idea so um, I then applied for a grant which I was lucky enough to receive and so in 2017 I went back um, with my family for a year and uh, spent a year doing field work um, with this program and um so that finished in 2018. And um, over the last year or so, I've been writing up this fieldwork as a book, um, which is, uh, as you say, entitled Rethinking Social Action Through Music. And it has a subtitle, which is The Search for Coexistence and Citizenship in Medellin's Music Schools. Most of us, I think, found out about your uh, research work when we uh, when we discovered the Oxford University book uh, on on your research in uh, on Sistema Venezuela. Um, how are things going over there now uh, with all the the in immense problems that uh, the country is going through? Uh, are you in contact with uh, with Sistema Venezuela, and uh, how is it is it still developing or? How is it developing? Well, then? Um, I think the answer is it's uh, it's it's a little hard for me to know because uh, I I did my fieldwork in in Venezuela ten years ago now, um, and um, almost all the people that I met, that I interviewed, that I you know conversed with at length have left. So um, you know my my contacts. Um, really don't help me very much get a close sense of what's going on in Venezuela. Of course, I hear things um, and it, 
Venezuela's been been assailed by multiple crises at the same time. So, you know, um, COVID has just been the latest in a in a line of. Um, of, of crises really for Venezuela going back uh, a number of years so the the, prob- the program still exists it's still hanging on um, it's clearly diminished um, compared with its heyday uh, you know, around the time that I was researching it um, but you know the, it's it's always very hard to get a sense of our system from outside this has always been the case this is why people misread it so badly um, you know a decade or a dozen years ago because um, one thing is the message the image that it projects the outside world as and something very different is what's actually going on within the program so you know i think that it's very hard for for somebody who's not there on the ground um to really to really answer that question but clearly the program is is significantly diminished compared with where it was a decade ago but just because so many people have left Do you have the impression also that there's more and more interest from practitioners in in uh, in research, in being involved themselves in research, or in 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 following up uh, on on the research which is done on on the practice? Yes, I mean I think uh, in terms of uh, interest, obviously the the sim field is huge. It has many different branches, and I think it's very difficult, almost impossible, for any one of us to to either have an overview of everything or indeed to make make any statement that is true for the entire field. So, you know, I have my perspective, I have the the programs that I know well. Um, And I would say that, um, you know, there is plenty of interest. It's not universal, but um, certainly in the recent work I've been doing in Colombia, um, there was a lot of interest from the program that I was researching and that I was researching with because they had their own researchers uh, embedded within the program. Um, and this was a very interesting development because it meant that when I arrived um, to begin my research, um, I was able to collaborate f- really from the first day with uh, local researchers who had very similar kinds of questions. Uh, so, you know, that was um, that was a very positive sign, uh, and it meant that the research flowed in, in in very in very productive, very interesting ways. sometimes excessive um, rhetoric that surrounds this field. I mean, it's again, it's very, very dependent on which branch, which you know which area you're looking at uh, it's certainly something that's a feature of some some areas of the field but in some ways i think it's very unsurprising i mean you know there there are there in a sense you know we're bombarded with with positive messages about music um for various reasons uh, there've been um positive uh, there's a positive tradition of thinking about the the effects of music that goes right back to the ancient greeks and it's become very dominant in recent decades as it's become more important to to justify cultural funding um, by providing economic and social justifications so you know that this this kind of uh, these positive messages have really become very very prominent in, in recent times so um, you know it, it's I think it's pretty natural um, that uh, some of the rhetoric around this field is 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 uh, quite optimistic let's say Is there anything that you really want to share uh, within this SIM podcast on future research which should be done, which should be developed further? Well, um, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think that um, 
that the, the way I see the, the the field having developed in recent years is 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 in many ways very positive. I mean, I, I think that certainly compared with ten years ago when I was setting up to Venezuela, there is so much more research published um, in this area of sim work of music as social action, uh, and I look at landmark books like the Oxford Handbook of Social Justice in Music Education or the Oxford Handbook of Community Music. Um, you know, these are fabulous resources that didn't exist when I was doing my research for, for, on Venezuela, that didn't exist when I published my my book on, on El Sistema. Um, so, you know, there is a lot more nuanced, critical discussion in these kinds of works and many others, um, getting into the complexities of, of, of trying to impact on society through music education, through music making. Um, and, you know, when I, when I, my recent experiences in Colombia equally have, 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 have been very positive in terms of um, seeing, you know, changes in practice, changes in, in, in thinking. So uh, I think there's, there, there, there's, there's a lot of good movement, really. Um, and where I see a need for more work is not necessarily in particular topics that I think need to be researched. I'm sure there are, you know, and I'm sure other people would have excellent ideas for what those should be. I think for me personally, the priorities would be around, as I said, research and practice, really, you know, this connection and thinking more deeply about um, where research and practice do connect, where they don't connect, where there's sometimes blockages uh, and and what what could be done about those, you know, because I think that certainly bringing practitioners and researchers together is an important step. But I also think that there's more to it than that. You know, sometimes blockages arise that aren't just about um, the flow of information. There are are deeper, more structural issues there. Um, And I think, you know, some serious... uh, Attention. One might almost say some research on the connection between practice and research in this field would be a really valuable thing to do. Having people involved uh, who do do both is really crucial because I think that, um, you know, one of the best ways of overcoming um, perceptions of, of a division between these two fields is precisely um, to look at individuals who overcome that or have thought through those questions in their own work, who embody uh, this kind of connection. And the work that we're doing um, in Agrigento, the charity that I work for, we very much look for these kinds of figures, you know, because we think that um, that they can somehow... Um, you know, uh, symbolise, um, but also enact these kinds of connections that are so important. Um, but I also think that that it's 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 worth um, you know thinking both in advance um, and during um, about about this question of of um, the connection between research and practice, as it were, as a as a as a conceptual issue. You know, in other words, that it's not just a question of getting two sides. I'm reluctant to use that word because I don't think they are two sides. But let's say for the sake of simplicity, two sides to be in the same room or to speak to each other. I think there are there are deeper issues there um, and th- that are not unique to music. 
that are not unique to SIM. I think, you know, if one were to go into it, one would find that this issue of, of a research practice connection or a research practice divide is found in many fields of human activity. Uh, and I think there's a lot we could learn from actually studying how people in other fields, very different fields, it could be, uh, it could be health, it could be uh, computing, it could be, you know, all sorts of areas, how people have actually addressed this on a more, on a more meta level, on a more conceptual level, um, in order to to kind of push forward um, on two levels at once. The, the level of, of, yes, bringing people together, talking to each other, listening to each other, fabulous, but also, you know, this kind of conceptual step as well. Jeff Baker, thank you so much for being with us uh, in this podcast and looking forward to hear, see you soon. And especially on the 12th of January uh, to hear your keynote speech for the symposium. Well, thanks very much, Lucas. Thank you for the invitation today and, of course, for the invitation um, for, the, for the symposium, um, for, the, for the presentation at the symposium, which I'm very much looking forward to. So uh, thank you. John Sulboda is somebody who has different careers and he has a long career behind him doing research in the psychology of music, music making, but also listening to music, appreciating music. And since a few years, uh, John is with me, with us on the SIM platform, and he's our first president of the SIM platform. Hello, John. Good morning. Good morning, Lucas. Nice to talk to you. John, I would like to speak with you today about the different sessions uh, in the upcoming uh, symposium. Of course, there's the first session with a keynote speech of uh, Jeff Baker, which you will welcome and also you will uh, discuss uh, with him and afterwards also answer the Q&A, uh, which comes from uh, people attending the, the, symp the symposium. We don't know what the keynote speech will be about and we're curious to hear it uh, next week on the 12th of uh, January. Can you tell something about what you know of Jeff's work, what you think we might expect uh, from this keynote speech? So, as I think everyone knows, uh, Jeff, uh, five years ago, published a really foundational, a seminal book on the El Sistema project in Venezuela, in a sense, looking under the bonnet and testing in a very rigorous way some of the more public claims that uh, the El Sistema organization has made. And really um, testing those claims against the reality on the ground, speaking to the musicians, uh, some of the families involved, to get a much more in-depth picture of, of what's going on there and drawing some implications for what works in uh, SIM projects and what doesn't. His keynote uh, speech to this current conference is going to be on his recently completed project in on a similar um, large-scale orchestral project in Colombia called The Red. And he has been doing intensive work there in Colombia uh, for a number of years prior to this. And he is going to be publishing a book, a new book on his Colombia one. And Jeff has told me that his presentation will basically be to outline the research that he's done in Colombia and give us some of the headline findings, what he learned, and both also um, similarities, but also big contrasts between uh, the El Sistema project and the project in Colombia, which in some ways has been uh, 
a much more open project in the sense of the managers, the organizers, uh, and the founders have been having very, very public debates about what this project is, what it can achieve, what its focus should be. And Jeff's research has been documenting some of these very, very interesting and sometimes quite complex debates. Of course, people doing research now in this field, some of them you know uh, very well because they're now uh, in the PhD program at the Guildhall School in London. People have very different methodologies and entries and ways of, of developing their research. But we can say that Jeff Baker's very critical uh, way of approaching um, with interest his curiosity, but with his critical curiosity, is has had an, an influence not only on us looking at this, these realities, but on many other people. I think so. And there is a dilemma here. I mean, there are many ways of doing research, as, as you have said. It's very difficult to be completely critical about a project which is your own creation, your own musical project, your own social musical project, because Of course, you want it to be a success, and also very often you have to present the best face in order to get the funding for the project. In some ways, it's easier to do research when you are not a practitioner, or you are not a practitioner of that specific project, but are looking in from the outside as a critical friend. And that was the stance that Jeff Baker was able to take. He is, he is not himself a sim practitioner. He is an ethnomusicologist who studies sim projects from the outside. And I think that's a dilemma that this field faces. Because quite frankly, the motivation to research this area comes mainly from practitioners, mainly from people who are actually doing sim projects and are asking, them, asking themselves the questions, hopefully, Am I doing this project as well as it could be? Am I really achieving the social ends I want to achieve? And how could I study the processes I'm involved in in order to make them better? And that is one of the most difficult balancing acts to actually undertake. And to keep very, very distinct your role as a practitioner and your role as a researcher And I think that uh, the SIM platform maybe is part of a discussion about how to best be in that mixed position of a practitioner and at the same time a researcher. Thank you, John. As you could already hear during this episode of the podcast, we start next week on the 12th of January the fifth international symposium. It was planned to take place on the 18th and 19th of December last year at the Brussels-based Center for the Arts Beaux-Arts, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, it was reformatted as a series of nine weekly sessions on Tuesdays from next week, the 12th of January, until the 9th of March. And apart from the first one next week, which will present the keynote speech of Jeff Baker, each live session will first start with presentations of research in this field, then propose a panel discussion with the presenters of the research and followed by a Q&A with the audience attending the session online. 
taking into account the continents from which presenters and attendees connect, most sessions will take place at 4 p.m. Central European time and some also at 10 a.m. Central European time. Registration is free. Zoom links are provided on the website of the Art Center Beaux-Arts. Sound engineer and co-editor of this episode of the SIM podcast is musician Mariusz Radwanski. Please visit our website at simplatform.eu. I'm Lucas Perron. Until next time, bye!